Hello? Well, hello. Would this be Olivier from the band Bikini? Yeah, it is. How are you? Well, hi. This is Scott Wood. I'm calling from the interview show. Oh, awesome. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm not bad. I got, you know, a little bit of a cold, but other than that, everything's good. Nice, nice. So, Olivier, what are you up to right now? I'm actually painting uh, a painting of four four locos stacked on top of each other, and um, I'm on a, a purple four loco right now. Wow. Have you had a four loco before? No. You know what four locos are? I have absolutely no idea what that is. Oh, it's like this alcoholic drink that's kind of like, I think it's banned uh, now because like a few people died. It's like uh, caffeine and sugar and 12% malt liquor. But uh, you should check out the can, like uh, look it up on the internet. It's really nice, nice looking can. I think I have seen people drink it, but I haven't done it myself. You should try. Yeah, I'm trying to drink one for local per can that I'm painting to like get the whole essence of it. So you are actually inebriated off the drink while you're painting the drink? Yeah, precisely. <laughs> Hi, I'm Olivier Olivier from the band Bikini, and you're listening to The Interview Show.
How's that? Does that sound better? Wow, you are super, super crisp. <laughs> okay, good. I love it. All right. Yeah, a cheerleader was uh, is a song that was written well on MDMA, and uh, the lyrics I think reflect that because I, quite honestly, I don't know what those lyrics fully mean. Um, but uh, it's a song that uh, Nigel sat on for about eight months and then sent back to me, and I was kind of like, whoa! I was like ready to kind of kind of take the next step for for making more music. So, welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I have Olivier from the band Bikini on the line. Hello. Hey, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Good, good. I'm going to jump right in there. Bikini is the band name. I want you to tell me the perfect bikini that you want to see your girlfriend, whether she's real or imagined, wear. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if it would... If it would be a bikini, to be honest, I, I don't really, I, I've never really related the two, the the actual meaning of the word bikini and the music. It's all just been kind of a name that Nigel and I wanted to uh, just name our band just because it's so popular. Yeah, it's a great name in, on one hand, but on the other hand, when you Google bikini, <laughs> you do not get the band. That was kind of another thing that was... I mean, from a standpoint of of finding a band, it sucks. But we we thought it was funny when you when you Google it, you just get pictures of kind of like naked girls and stuff, which is always good. <laughs> yeah. So the band Bikini is you, Olivier, and Nigel Diamond. It's a duo. Yeah. So you guys met in school in a music program. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we met. I mean, we were probably in. Uh, in uh, fifth or sixth grade, um, we met kind of like it, it never. We, we were friends, but we were kind of those friends that you are more competitive in nature. Um, and so we all we both had our own friend group. Um, Nigel was always a little more into like uh, punk, and I was studying like more classical, uh, like history of like uh, classical music and uh, piano. Um, and it wasn't until we were, we were at school on the East Coast that we kind of started making music together. So when we were like around 18. So can you talk about when you guys met, how you guys clicked? Yeah, it was it was kind of like the you know Nigel always had uh, that passion. Uh, I knew that no matter like kind of what he was doing, he was gonna like put his whole life into it. And uh, we were both he was he was like one of the most talented uh, people in the class, just as far as like composition was going and um i was kind of like i always thought that was cool um and when we clicked it like later on when we were at school he was at mcgill and i was studying at u of t um we just decided that we would just kind of start a band without really thinking about the name or the music or anything we just started sending files back and forth uh over email um and then the first like kind of thing that that really went well was like this this like sort of ridiculous cover of uh that fight song one two three four and uh that was kind of when we decided we would start a band <laughs> hi i'm olivier olivier from the band bikini and you're listening to the interview show bam uncle sam see what i did there that was improv
Nice. Okay, now Nigel, your bandmate, when you guys met, he had come to your school under with a little bit of a black cloud <laughs> behind him. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that. He was, uh, yeah, he had just been like, I, I mean, I now know his parents a little bit, but he had been like kind of, got, he got in trouble at the school he was at before, and his parents moved around a lot because they were in the the military and like, so his dad was his dad still is kind of like a, a tight ass, but I guess he had been caught like Nigel always says that it was it was like something different every time that you ask him, but he it was like acid or something he was selling in like the stalls of the boys' bathroom in his like last school. So I guess like his parents like there's like a naval uh, base in uh, Victoria, BC, and they were sent there, so they put him in uh, the school that we went to. The private school there. Now, I bring it up because a lot of people are going to listen to your EP and think maybe that has something to do with the record. What what does? LSD. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I know he's all talking about acid, and I mean MDMA was like something that we I don't know. I mean, I think it's always I think it's a good thing, whatever it is. I mean, whatever. It, someone's into it's like i think it makes the music a little more enjoyable we've always been interested in like club culture and like house music or techno or whatever like that that whole like thing involving music and and drugs but it's not necessarily like the be all and end all it's just something that we're kind of interested in exploring actually i was doing some research for this interview today and i was listening to you guys talk in an interview and you said that you guys when you decided to make the band, it was a choice between starting up a marketing company or a band. So that was like that was like one of my many trips to McGill. I would take the train, and we were having breakfast one morning, and uh, Nigel was like talking about this uh, class he had, kind of like that week, and he was talking about this film that they had to watch about like 
marketing companies, but also, uh, I forget what it was called, like, under-the-radar, like, trend-spotting companies, like, really ridiculous things that market towards, like, youth, but they, like, pull from youth, you know? And we were talking about how funny it would be to start, like, a company that gave, like, you know, corporations the wrong answers. So, like, if it was Pepsi, we would, like, tell them that they liked the, the, the flavor that they hated the most. We'd say they liked the most. Uh, and we decided that, like, making a band would be kind of, like, the easiest, easier thing to do. But, I don't know, we we're, we're, we're kind of always thought about some weird ideas, kind of creating businesses that didn't make money and stuff like that. So we've actually started our record label, India Trading Company, uh, with the premise of, like, signing people rather than, like, musicians and not putting out records. And we have a website that kind of, like, gives you a headache. And it's just hard to look at. And I, I don't know. I just think there's something beautiful in having a business that doesn't perform as a traditional business. Nice. So in what ways does Bikini perform not like a traditional band? Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're never in the same same city. I mean, Nigel and I get into, like, fist fights anytime we're... we're and we actually do. Anytime we perform, we get in arguments and we can't actually like talk that often and now we're introducing new people to our band just as a nature of playing live um and so it helps but we all all four people in the band right now that play live are in four different cities so we it's like kind of a ridiculous thing to rehearse i think that in itself is like a really strange thing when you say that a band is from one location it's kind of hard to say that we are from one location that's kind of like Los Angeles, Victoria, Toronto, New York, and it's, you know, kind of like four corners there. So how do you think that makes you stronger? I don't know if it makes us stronger. I think it, it kind of makes us, I think it kind of makes us like stranger or, or we, like less rehearsed, but not in a sense like that. I mean like less methodical, like thought out. I think it, it makes us a little more like natural because when we do come together it's like literally a few hours before we you, you're seeing your best friends again and it's like a lot of fun to just hang out for those couple days and so i think that energy comes across when we do play live so maybe that helps but i, I honestly i think it's like a bit of a hindrance <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit but i'm trying to look at the positive here guy okay? yeah <laughs> hi i'm olivier olivier from the band Bikini, and you're listening to The Interview Show.
made that was in the summer and it was kind of we wanted to make a song that just was summer um and was kind of like nonsensical in, in that it was like pop but like pop we were hearing on the radio I, I don't know it was like a song just to kind of listen to when you were doing nothing had nothing to do like for the next week <laughs> hi i'm olivier olivier from the band bikini and you're listening to the interview show Okay, so I read that you guys have this really interesting way of working where you record the lyrics and make the music and then you give it to Nigel to chop up. Yeah, um yeah, it's kinda Nigel's explained it that that if if we were like a, a duo in, in literature then I would be writing and and he would be editing it. Um and I think that it's kinda that relationship almost like actor director where yeah, you take one person out of it, and it's just not as strong. So, it's not it's not so much as like um, a hierarchy. It's like the, our partnership exists like that. So, I like write. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll write and uh, write the lyrics and sing and send some shape of a song to uh, Nigel, and then he'll um, he'll he'll just sit on it for however long. I never hear it either. It's really a frustrating thing because I I I make about you know like two or three songs like a week kind of like rough songs I'll just send them and then six months later I'll hear like that element of one song and this element of this other song it's kind of a crazy thing so can you talk about when you sent some stuff back and maybe you've been like the actor and crying because the best parts have been left on the editing room floor <laughs> that is the worst you know but I mean it's just part part of it I, I've, I've just kind of accepted it now it does suck though it, what happens is you just don't invest that much into one particular song. I mean, I try not to name the songs uh, because it's just like your kid. I feel like if you don't name your kid, you will be a better father. Do you kind of agree with that? I get where you're coming from, but in the end, you have to come back and perform the songs that come back to you. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'll like kind of talk when, when we do it live and now that we have... Uh, James, who plays guitar, and Kieran, who plays keyboards, we kind of all jam out for a bit on that song and rap, uh, rap like a new new song or sound around it, so everyone's happy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of it's strange, but in the end, they're they're the same kind of like words that that were originally sung. They're maybe jumbled around, but I'm I'm excited about it. Like I I uh, I trust Nigel's like final word. Basically, he kind of names everything and. And put, I mean, he selects the songs on on the on the EP. Selected the songs in the order, and you know, it's kind of like his his thing at the end of it. It's kind of neat for you. You must be feel like you're being held hostage a bit. Yeah, it is. It is kind of awesome. It's uh, it's putting a lot of trust in someone, you know, because it's your your name's involved with it, and you um, you want it to to sound good. So I, it's someone that I've known for a long time because of that I trust them you know at the end of the show I love to have the guest pick a song from their current record and then talk a little bit about it as we end the show sure um well let's play uh let's play um American Morning and um the song is kind of like it's kind of uh in, in, in a sense I, I thought a lot about um, River Phoenix and uh, like dying outside of Viper Room and then like uh, J.D. Salinger who was a big fan of dying uh, last year um, and then a lot of like 
moments in in like my life that year that were like kind of small deaths and then big wins at the same time. Um, and the lyrics are are from a poem that is like four or five pages long, and um, it's just kind of uh, it's a song kind of like celebrating all like the failures and all of the things that you've done like wrong, um, as well as like. It, it's kind of like a release. It's some somewhat a catharsis in in like being, you know, like 25 and uh, dealing with all those things. I guess. All right. So there we have it. Bikini, American Morning. Cool. Thanks. Hi, I'm Olivier. Olivier from the band Bikini, and you're listening to the Interview Show. <laughs> Take 